The call that can save your life can also put you in prison. Let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training. Urban survival. Close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. Hey there, what's up, Warrior? It is Jeff Anderson, Executive Director of Training at WarriorLife.com, and welcome to podcast episode number 377. So hey, while you're here, do me a favor. If you've been listening to our podcast and you are liking what you hear, please make sure that you subscribe on whatever channel that you listen to us on so that you don't miss any episode. We are out on all of the biggies out there, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. While you're there, do me a solid and leave us a fancy five-star review. Like Juno8, who gave us five stars and said, I like it. Okay. Short and sweet, but uh, if you could put a little bit more effort into it, we would love to hear what it is that you like about our podcast. So please leave us five stars and let us know what you like, all right? Okay, let's go ahead and get into the show here. So here's the scenario. Someone breaks into your house and attacks you. You shoot him in self-defense. And like a good civilian, you call the cops to report the incident. So what happens next? Well, hopefully, in your mind, Officer Smiley shows up right next to the ambulance. They remove the garbage off of your living room floor, and then you're the hero on the next day's news. Unfortunately, too often, the story doesn't really turn out that way. Just one simple mistake on your part can drastically change how that night ends up and what happens afterwards. So even if you were justified, even if you feared for your life, even if you were in your own home, that call that you made to the 911 operator to get someone to help protect you or clean up the mess, that could be the one thing that puts you behind bars, maybe even for the rest of your life. So think about it. When you're sitting there in court, forced to justify your actions, you damn well know that the recording of your 911 call is the first piece of evidence that's going to be presented in court. So when that's played, how is it going to sound to the judge, maybe even to the jury? You want that recording to work in your favor. So here are a few things that you may not know about that 911 call, or you may not remember when you've made that call after a self-defense shooting. So number one is that 911 calls are actually recorded. A lot of people don't know that. But here's what you might not know. Even when you're on hold, you're still being recorded. So it's very easy to lose sight of, you know, when the operator says, I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold right now. I'm going to I'm talking with the officer right now. And it goes blank. You might think that you're actually not being recorded. Every element of that call is being recorded. Now, I'm not suggesting that you're going to call 911 and say that you murdered someone, but here's what might happen. You call, you report what happened, the operator puts you on hold, and you turn to like your kids or your spouse and you say, it's it's okay, honey. Daddy made sure that this bad man is never going to hurt anyone ever again. Reasonable thing to say, right? You're you're reassuring your kids that they're safe. Your, Your kids might even come back or they might say to you, like, is he dead, dad? Did you kill him? And that's not the time to say, yes, honey, dad shot him and he's dead. 
Because believe me, the prosecution can take those words and twist them to imply that you weren't just trying to stop an attacker who was coming after you and your family. You may have actually been on a kill mission the second that you grabbed your gun, ready to go in and save the world from the criminal thugs out there of our society. Every word out of your mouth on that 911 call needs to be the facts and nothing but the facts. So you state where you are, your address, what your name is, and what kind of help that you're requesting, whether, you know, like an ambulance and the police. And remember, number two here, number two is the 911 operator is trained to keep you talking. Now, this isn't being sneaky on the operator's part. They're, they're dealing with crimes for most of the night, and it's, it's actually in their best interest and in the police officer that is responding, his or her best interest also, to get as much information as they possibly can from you. Now, part of this reason is for safety, but part of this could also be to get as much of kind of that instant truth from you before you have time to stop and think about what it is that you're saying. For example, this is an extremely useful tactic in cases where somebody is trying to cover up an actual crime, but you still don't want to get trapped into saying something that can be used against you later in court. If you've just shot someone, you're going to be stressed. You're, you're, the anxiety is going to be at peak levels. So you're not going to be thinking clearly and you'll have the tendency to rattle off at the mouth, maybe even talking about the situation and try to get them. No, yeah, it was self-defense. It was, you know, I know he came after me. You're trying to give as much information as possible. Part of it is just to dump it out of your brain because you might be afraid, you might be fearful and you just want somebody to talk to and just explain to them what's going on. Maybe you even get scared that you're, it's going to be portrayed that you're going to be the bad guy. And even though you know you probably shouldn't be saying anything, that's the logical mind. That's not what's really playing a big, a big factor right here. This is your lizard brain. This is the one that's trying to get, just trying to just to think of survival and is just trying to alleviate the adrenal response that you're going through. Well, Loose lips sink ships, right? So you have to be very careful. Which brings us to number three here. You are not required to stay on the line. A lot of people don't realize that. They think that when you call 911, you've got to stay on the line there. It's not, it's, not, um, it's not a law that you have to stay on the line. So once you've delivered the important information, you aren't required to keep talking to them. The operator is most likely going to tell you to stay on. Part of that is to reassure you that help is on the way. But you're not legally required to do it. And hanging up will not have any ramifications later on in court, not based upon any laws that I know of. In fact, it may be the best thing for you to do. So tell them who you are, where you are, and what help you need. Now, the other thing here is do not claim responsibility. If you're saying, I shot someone, but I did it in self-defense and you don't meet all the requirements for a self-defense claim later on, then all you have left is your recording of, I shot someone. That's it. Instead, you might say something like, there was a shooting. Now, you may want to stay on the line at that point because you want to make sure that you continue to be safe. So if you think there may be other attackers in the house, for example, you may want to stay on the line with a 911 operator to know when the police have, ar have arrived and maybe work with them to give them details on the location of other intruders, um, especially if you have like cameras in your home or something like that. You can work with the police that are responding. But if you're in the clear, you may be better off just hanging up and spending that time consoling your family while waiting for the police to arrive. Now, if you do stay on the line, you may also want to use it to your advantage by saying things that will help you later on if that call is played in court. So I'm talking about things like, you know, talking to the attacker, 
who might be there unconscious. Like, hang in there, man. Help is coming. Why did you why did you have to break in? Why did you have to come after us? Why did you have to have a gun? Why did things that are being said like where you don't necessarily seem like you're you're trying to talk to the recording, but in the background all reinstate the fact that you have been attacked. Show concern for him. Even try to perform first aid if you can, and he's no longer a danger there. Hang in there, man. Help is coming. We're going to get you through this. We're going to get you through this. Why did you attack us? I don't understand why you attacked us. Those are the things that you will find are going to help you in court if you do want to stay on the line. Now, this is a judgment call. You're going to have to make this for yourself in the moment. But you're always better off with less is more when it comes to anything, when it comes to what what could be used against you in the court, all right? Now, another word of caution here, the danger isn't over when the police arrive. You really need to still stay on your game legally. So there are any number of little accidents that you could make that could result in time behind bars, even if you were completely justified in shooting somebody. The police don't have to remind you that anything that you say can and will be used against you in court until you're being placed under arrest. So all the stuff that you're saying there, there's they can still make a they can still talk about what it is that you said. Now, when they're reading your rights, that's when most people think about like, okay, well, I'm just going to shut up and I'm just I want to talk to my attorney. Everything you said up to that point, that's all that's all admissible. It's not that the police that the police are looking to put the screws to you, but it's their job to collect the facts of the situation. And so few gun owners really understand the legal requirements of their self-defense claim. So it, it can get you in trouble. It's not as cut and dry as you think. That's why only about 20% of the gun owners who take our three-scenario video quiz over at our website, selfdefenseshootingquiz.com, are ever able to even pass that quiz without making a mistake. It's a short video quiz, some very realistic situations that are there. And I highly recommend, if you haven't taken it, go ahead and take it because it, it is very realistic, but it's going to really give you an eye-opener about the things that could go wrong. So again, you can go over to selfdefenseshootingquiz.com and you can take that quiz right there. Every responsible American who owns a gun really has to understand the laws about what it takes, not just to protect your, your family tactically, but I'm talking about the laws that are going to protect you after a shooting. And unfortunately, Go, people going to jail, it happens more than you might realize. So know your local laws and you're not going to have to learn the hard way about the legal aftermath of a self-defense shooting. Okay, well, that wraps things up here at the Warrior Life headquarters. So be sure to hit us up on our blog at warriorlifepodcast.com and let me know what you thought of this episode. Also, if you have a question or a tip that you want to share with your fellow warriors, go head on over to warriorlifetips.com and submit it there. We'll even reward you for what you send us if we end up using it on one of our channels there. All right. And don't forget to check us out over on the YouTubes where we release new videos over there and subscribe and hit that bell so you don't miss a single video that we put out. And until our next Warrior Life podcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.